Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. And in this week's episode, we're going to be looking at the New York Knicks Cam Reddish trade, how that affects both teams, who's the winner, who's uh, comes out on top. Then we're going to look at the most recent Philadelphia Ben Simmons news involving potentially um, Tobias Harris and his move. And then we will be looking at Sacramento and tying that in potentially to um, the uh, Ben Simmons stuff, potentially on its own, and uh, kind of everything surrounding um, the situation. So let's get started, and let's um, get moving. So what I want to start with at the end of the day um, is the fact that Cam Reddish was traded to New York. So the basis of this trade is Cam Reddish and Solomon Hill in a second round pick in exchange for a first round pick from Charlotte, which is top 18 protected, and Kevin Knox. So this is basically a swap, you know, of a younger contract in Cam Reddish, who's going to be a free agent soon. For an unused Kevin Knox, who kind of wasted so far most of his career with New York, hasn't been that good, and a draft pick. Now, for the side of Atlanta, you know, they wanted this pick for uh, a whole host of reasons. They could use it alongside other, um, you know, they could use it among other trades. And, you know, Atlanta can have an extra pick, which could be, you know, um, really beneficial. Um, and for New York, they get a player who maybe wasn't getting the best look. Um, and at the end of the day, I think um, it works out better that Cam Reddish is now in, um, he is now in um, a new situation. So the fact that there was DeAndre Hunter and Bogdanovich and Kevin Herter, it kind of hurt his sort of, um, I guess you can say, uh, value as a player in Atlanta because he was getting sort of the back end of minutes and wasn't really um, getting the sort of room to grow. Whereas it seemed like Hunter and Herder and these guys were getting more minutes and probably a bigger role with Atlanta. So getting uh, out of there was good. You know, Atlanta with the draft pick, can't really complain. I think the New York Knicks now have a bigger problem, which is Reddish is, I'm assuming, going to be one of their premier wings, whether it's starting at the shooting guard or small forward. Obviously, same with R.J. Barrett. But that leaves Fournier. That leaves Alec Burks on the bench. Does that mean the New York Knicks trade one of those two guys? Does that mean the Knicks have, you know, Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett as your starters with um, Alec Burks as your backup shooting guard and Fournier as your backup small forward, potentially. Do you uh, see where your roster needs other, you know, upgrades and kind of trade away maybe Alec Burks for a point guard or trade away, you know, Mitchell Robinson and Evan Fournier for a better center, potentially. Um, but New York really gets a guy who... He's averaging 11 points and two and a half rebounds. Not the worst player in the world. Uh, pretty solid choice overall. So 
The New York Knicks uh, Sports Illustrated put out an article giving their take on it, giving the grades for this deal, and they say the New York Knicks get an easy A uh, because he's a talented wing, and he was stuck in a crowded rotation in Atlanta. He's shooting his career best 37% from three, and um, he is someone who is a pretty solid defender and offensive player. He's a teammate of R.J. Barrett from Duke, you know, and he's got more upside, and it could be part of this Knicks young core, unlike Alec Burks and Evan Fournier, who are a lot older. So they give this trade an A. I give this trade an A- minus because I think there's not really much that they could have done wrong. And at the end of the day, this is a trade that, for them, makes a ton of sense. And it's a trade that, um, you know, I think... Uh, really at the end of the day is a good one for them he's a good player and that's where they go the atlanta hawks they give a c because basically it's it's top 18 through 2022 pick 16 in 2023 and pick 14 in 2024 and 2025 meaning that if in 2025 this pick ends up in the top 10 or even just pick 13 then it doesn't convey and it becomes two second round picks in 2026 and 2027 which at the end of the day, if your trade is Kevin Knox and two second-round picks for Cam Reddish, um, that's not that good. So they say that even with a crowded uh, wing rotation, at least keep Reddish through the season. He could be packaged for a star. And unless um, sh the Charlotte pick was basically the flip around, then it doesn't make sense. They give this trade a C. I honestly give this trade like... A C minus, um, yeah, kind of like what they said. You know, if this is something that is moved in a later deal, then that could change the the outlook. If that extra pick was used to get a much bigger and better player, then at the end of the day, I don't see that being a problem, and it works. But if it gets to the point where there's no major moves on the horizon then it's a different situation, and I wouldn't be surprised if this trade doesn't work out for um, the Atlanta Hawks. So I give them a C-, and I don't go lower, because if it gets traded, then that would make for a much better situation overall if they use it for, like, a bigger name. But maybe, you know, it wasn't the greatest move overall. And if you are trying to kind of trade some of these pieces together for a star... Wouldn't it have made more sense to have someone in Cam Reddish on your team? Because then, at that point, you could have traded him away with some pieces to get a much better player rather than a draft pick. Or more importantly, if you were trading for a star player and said team wanted DeAndre Hunter instead of Cam Reddish, you could have another wing on your roster to take over for Hunter. If, let's say, you go out there and get a much better power forward or a much better center or some other big-time shooting guard. Like, if they went out there and tried to get Bradley Beal and traded away Hunter and picks and maybe, you know, a bunch of other pieces, you know, it would make a lot more sense if you had Cam Reddish there because you could say, hey, you can take Cam Reddish, or if you take Hunter, we have, you know, someone who can fill in. So, to me, this trade doesn't really work at the end of the day for Atlanta, and this pick could, down the line, become top you know 14 protected and they just don't get it and so 
Charlotte is not a team, unfortunately, if you're Atlanta, they're not a team that you can say, hey, they're going to be in the playoff race for the future, and they're a team that's going to be in the you know, 20s for their draft pick. So it's not something that you can say it's a guarantee that their pick is going to be you know, within these parameters so it becomes a first-round pick. If you look at sort of where they are at the moment in terms of just the standings and the schedule of it all, um, and sort of the, uh, you know, situation where they're at. They're the seventh seed. They have a 23 and 20 record. So it's not that bad. And then if you go to the um, Western Conference, they are um, one, two, three, four, five teams that are better than them. So um, they're hovering around that 18 spot, 18, 19 spot. There's a chance the pick doesn't even convey this year, and who knows what the next few years look like if, you know, one team breaks out and one team next year gets very good, like the Chicago Bulls did in the offseason. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a situation in which uh, he gets uh, moved and this pick doesn't even convey into the first round. So at the end of the day, I do believe that this pick was probably um, a good one to get overall because there's probably a good chance you'll get to get a first-round pick out of it. But I think Cam Reddish is worth more, and if you're Atlanta, you could have probably gotten far more than this pick. You probably could have even gotten an unprotected pick from the right team, uh, and it would have um, would have worked out well, right? OKC has a whole host of draft picks. New Orleans has a bunch of draft picks. Houston has a bunch of draft picks. These are teams that you could have tried to trade Cam Reddish for a first-round pick that was maybe unprotected, and it would have given you a little more security in terms of exactly what's going on. And also, Cam Reddish probably likes playing with R.J. Barrett, who's a Duke guy, but he would have probably also liked playing with Zion. So, I mean, it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world to basically go out there and see what else was out there. Maybe they did, and this is what they found, but I'm not complaining 100%, because, I mean, if this pick turns out to be something that's used in a bigger deal, then it's used in a bigger deal. So, you know, I think that is um, that is their situation. So, switching gears for a second, Atlanta was one team that was interested in potentially going after Ben Simmons, which we will look at the Ben Simmons situation for a little bit right now. Uh, and apparently, um, they wanted to trade Ben Simmons with Tobias Harris, which is not something that um, really is an interest to a team like Atlanta because of a whole host of things. Ben Simmons' agents have met with Philly, but there's no resolution. Rich Paul met with Daryl Morey and Elton Brand. This was on Wednesday, and there's a stalemate. Simmons is no closer to honoring the team's hopes for a return to the court this season as the Sixers' steep asking price has brought Simmons no closer to a potential trade. This is Adrian Wojnarowski, according to ESPN. Um, basically, um, everything went well, but Maury reiterated the franchise's stance that it won't make a Simmons trade unless it believes the return gives it a chance to compete for a championship. Paul told the Sixers that Simmons' mental health hurdles continue to preclude him from a return to play with the team and the desire for a trade out of Philadelphia remains in place. So, 
one of the problems is that Simmons is signed for five-year, $177 million contract, which goes through 2024-2025, which in a lot of situations, if there's a one-year uh, contract, it's easier to move, um, but this one is a lot um, longer, which uh, probably means that it's probably more beneficial to trade him than anything. Um, the Sixers are targeting a top 25 caliber player for trades, but those kinds of assets have yet to be made available to them in offers. Some teams have even described the Sixers asking price for a Simmons deal as growing in price, not declining. So if that's the case, teams aren't going to be interested, you know. And now the rumors of potentially trying to move Tobias Harris with Ben Simmons, that's just even worse because that's like $70 million slapped together onto one deal. No one wants to do that. Could I see Tobias Harris get traded for um, a different deal? And Ben Simmons traded in a different deal? Possibly. Could I see a three-team deal with Tobias Harris going one way, Ben Simmons going the other, potentially? But with this situation taking place and this rumors and these meetings and nothing changing on Simmons' side and nothing changing on Daryl Morey's side, that's a big problem because, unfortunately, in any situation, it's Daryl Morey who has to be the one to give up something or the owner has to give up something or the general manager because the player can just say I'm not going to play and I think Ben Simmons has enough money at this moment where his need to set out and not be here is more important than his need to make money and Daryl Morey if he wants a top 25 player is not going to get that just for Ben Simmons alone and it sounds like that's what they're looking at right unfortunately if you trade Ben Simmons and this is the thing that Philly fans probably don't want to hear is that Tyrese Maxey or Matthijs Thybold will have to probably be involved because the value of Ben Simmons as a player is at an all-star level. The value of Ben Simmons as a person right now with his um, situation drops it way down. So unfortunately, if you are a Ben Simmons fan uh, in Philly, he's probably sticking around for the long term at the moment, but he's not going to get traded right away. Because it seems like Maury still wants this high asking price where it seems like most of the league is at a sort of general consensus of what they kind of feel his value is at, right? Nobody's really going to pay for a top 25 player unless you pony up assets alongside Simmons. If Daryl Maury wants a top 25 player for Ben Simmons straight up, then you're not going to get that. But if you throw in draft picks and if you throw in young players and if you throw in other stuff like Maxi or Thibold, you know, it's possible to see that happen, right? They're interested in Damian Lillard and they're not interested in CJ McCollum. They're interested in Bradley Beal. Uh, and so if they go for Damian Lillard, which is a possibility, a long shot, but a possibility, they would have to probably throw in Maxi and Thibold and draft picks and Ben Simmons just to get this rolling, which it's very, very hard to see a top 25 player coming to Philadelphia in exchange for Ben Simmons and that actually taking place because of how kind of adamant Daryl Morey is on his package. And so for me, this is not going to get done because of the stubbornness of Daryl Morey and more importantly, just the market. And teams don't want to deal with Daryl Morey at this point because really, at the end of the day, he's just making it tougher to, for things to happen. And you've got to figure that by this point in time, every team that has talked to the um, 
you know, Philadelphia 76ers about Ben Simmons has probably been turned off just a little bit. And so you're not going to see as many offers because if things in the media are that the Sixers are staying put with where they're at, no team's going to want to get involved. No team's going to want to have to deal with this. No team's going to want to talk to the 76ers about any sort of Ben Simmons trade because they know that the packages aren't going to be realistic for Ben Simmons at this point. They're looking for, oh, a young 25, 26-year-old, you know, Ben Simmons in his prime with three all-star appearances. Not the Ben Simmons that has all that stuff, but he has off-field issues and hasn't played all season and is in um, a bad place mentally. Um, those are two different types of players, and you're not getting an all-star. You're getting a shell of an all-star, and that's why teams aren't going to trade away a big piece because, in theory, he could do the exact same thing to your team. Sacramento could trade for Ben Simmons, and just like that, he could be the same player. Cleveland could trade for Ben Simmons, and who's to say he's going to be the same uh, anywhere else? Or who's to say he isn't going to be the same anywhere else, I should say. So at this point, it's very, very difficult to see any sort of trade take place with Ben Simmons. And the fact that now it seems like they want to throw in Tobias Harris, I get why they want to do that because the amount of potential power forwards on the market, Pascal Siakam potentially could be available, Harrison Barnes, Jeremy Grant, Christian Wood, you know, there's a whole host of potential power forwards. DeMontis Sabonis could be available. These are guys, you know, that at the end of the day could be available. And if your position is already filled with someone in Tobias Harris who might be a little overpaid, despite being a great player, getting rid of Tobias Harris in some sort of Ben Simmons deal would probably make, in your mind, a lot of sense because then you can go for somebody else. If Atlanta's interested in Ben Simmons, John Collins would probably have to get involved or would probably be involved on the Atlanta side, but you can't use him if Tobias Harris is there and Joella Beats there, and, you know, you're going to have to make those decisions. And so if you want to trade for Ben Simmons, it's going to be a, a pretty, you know, average deal. And if you want to throw in Tyrese Maxey and Diebold or any of these other pieces, it could get better. But if you're trading Ben Simmons with Tobias Harris, it's going to be a very hard deal to get done unless you're trading basically with a team like Houston and you're trading like for John Wall and Eric Gordon and Christian Wood. And then I could see them doing something like that. I could see a Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris trade for those guys. But if that's not what they're trying to do, then unfortunately, I don't see anything really taking place on the Philly side. And I don't see teams going and getting uh, somebody like Ben Simmons. I could see Ben Simmons get traded to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook, which would give the Philadelphia 76ers a starting point guard. But I don't know if they would want to go in that direction in Philadelphia or in Los Angeles. But if that's an option, it could be an option. So this is an interesting situation for the 76ers because... We don't know where they're going to go from here, and we don't know what their plan is. And, you know, it's one of those things where it could be a good situation, it could be a bad situation. Um, and at this point, uh, we are no closer to seeing a Ben Simmons deal than we were five, six, seven uh, weeks ago, months ago. Um, there's really not much... Um, else going on here and I guess when Ben Simmons news comes out we'll talk more about it but that's where they're at 
Moving on to the Sacramento Kings. And with the Sacramento Kings, there is a lot to talk about. So, for starters, they're interested in moving Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald by the trade deadline. They also seem like they're the front runners in the Ben Simmons situation. And they've also talked to um, Ben Simmons, uh, and more importantly, they've talked to the 76ers about being a team that takes on Tobias Harris to get Ben Simmons into the door. So we're going to look at all of the Kings aspects here and where they come from with this one. So I was reading the first article here. This is a Philly one. De'Aaron Fox is no longer a fit with the 76ers, which um, basically looks at um, the fact that maybe the Sixers could go after um, De'Aaron Fox, but he isn't even the best fit for the Philadelphia 76ers, according to the uh, Section 215 article that was posted um, yesterday, which um, is not even the best uh, fit. Um, and so, uh, player one, he looks at three players. One's averaging 23 points and five assists. One's averaging 14 points and seven assists. And the third player is averaging 17 points and five assists. So, at this point, uh, these are three players De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Maxey, and Tyrese Halliburton. Um, and I guess Maxey and Halliburton are perfectly composed backcourt. So looking at those numbers, they say that getting in someone like Tyrese Halliburton would be a better fit in terms of a trade rather than getting in somebody like De'Aaron Fox because that's what they feel like um, would make sense. Um, and... It's not really the best spacing-wise in the backcourt, and it doesn't really um, it doesn't really make a ton of sense in that regard. Um, and so that is basically why they say having you know the Tyrese Maxey backcourt with Halliburton would make more sense, and then you'd have to probably bring in Harrison Barnes or Buddy Heald for money to work. Um, so if you brought in Harrison Barnes and you had Halliburton. Um, they're saying that's better than going after De'Aaron Fox, who might be an interesting point guard who's young, but might not be the best fit in terms of this team. Um, and, you know, Sacramento wants a deal around Tyrese Halliburton. He's probably the best fit of realistic players available for the 76ers, according to this article on Section 215. Now, in terms of the trade rumors... Uh, another article which came from uh, Fansided, which is the Kings likely to trade Harrison Barnes' buddy Heald before the deadline. It's pretty straightforward. Um, according to Mark Stein, the Kings are expected to trade both Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald at the trade deadline. Um, should be able to create a healthy market for the Kings over the next few weeks. Um, any contender looking for a shooter or a consistent wing should be on their availability. And... Um, this is potentially a soft rebuild, uh, and potentially maybe they are trying to figure out if De'Aaron Fox is their future, or if he's just a point guard that's very good and doesn't really fit long-term. And there's sort of the rumors of potentially the Ben Simmons angle, which also kind of makes sense. There was an NBC Sports, um, I think it's a 
NBC Sports article that came out saying that the Kings 76ers reportedly talked Simmons trade Sacramento could be a third team on Harris. Um, recently, uh, 76ers had exploratory talks with the Kings, according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo. Kings have shifted their position from the summer and would include Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton in a deal. Quote, the 76ers canvassed the prospect of a Fox-Ben Simmons trade package as recently as a few days ago, but the dialogue remains exploratory due diligence uh, because of due diligence uh, league sources told Yahoo Sports. So, obviously, averaging 21 points and 5.1 assists is not the worst thing in the world. Um, uh, he hasn't looked like an all-star, but he's a very good player by all means and could be a good player to get in some sort of a deal. Um, I think Halliburton is a good player as well. Doesn't have as high of a ceiling, but could be a very good player. While um, the article says, while a straight-up trade for Simmons is not happening, the Kings could be a third team in a larger Simmons deal, one that takes on Tobias Harris. One, uh, quote, more than one rival team believes Sacramento in its diligence for a significant shakeup as it bumbles towards the record 16th consecutive season out of the playoffs, could be convinced to take on Tobias Harris's contract to facilitate a Simmons deal if the Sixers can't get the top-flight player they covet. Going ahead with Simmons' deal that enables them to shed two years and nearly $80 million left on Harris's contract this season might be too enticing to resist rather than holding out for a star return. So um, I think Oklahoma City could get involved because um, they could take on Tobias Harris's contract as well because they have more than $24 million in the available space to absorb contracts. Um, so there is a chance that they could get involved. And so all of this, all these articles, everything that's come together to me makes for sort of an assumption that at some point in time, there will be a Ben Simmons to Sacramento trade with other stuff filling in players, other teams. The framework, it seems like from all these articles, is that the Sacramento Kings are interested and they want to do a trade for Ben Simmons. And Sacramento, in theory, has pieces that could entice Philly if they can't get that Damian Lillard-type player because Garen Fox is a young point guard, a great point guard. They got Halliburton. They have Davion Mitchell. They got Buddy Heald. They have Harrison Barnes. They have enough players to make this deal work. They got draft picks. And if a third team has to be involved to take on Tobias Harris, a third team has to be involved. If they take on Tobias Harris on his own with Ben Simmons, there's the potential for that. I think if Philadelphia is more interested in moving the big contract of Tobias Harris, then at the end of the day, they could be enticed to trade with a team that's willing to take that on, even if they're not getting as good of a Ben Simmons package. I think maybe... Daryl Morey realizes that, you know, there's a chance that if he throws somebody else in it who's not needed or his contract's too big, then it could end up being a situation in which um, Sacramento ends up going after these two guys more for the sake of taking on and getting Simmons. But Tobias Harris comes as well. And while he's a great player, he is a little overpaid. And so if you're not going to be competing long-term, and Ben Simmons is this important piece to your team, at least in your eyes, then, you know, this is a better situation for you. Ben Simmons does want to go to California, obviously. You know, Sacramento is um, not the greatest team in California, but they are 
on the West Coast. They're in California. It's a better situation. And maybe if he goes here, he can be the number one guy on this team. And he can be the one in charge. And he can take over this team, unlike Philly, where Joel Embiid is their number one. And he can be sort of his own man in the new city. And they don't really have any direction in Sacramento. And so if Ben Simmons comes in, he can be sort of the starting point that they move from one place to another in order to get to. So at the end of the day, this situation with Ben Simmons, I think, leads me to Sacramento at this moment just because of the fact that they're willing to take on, or it seems like they're willing to take on Tobias Harris. They got contracts that can match, and there's ways to make this happen, right? You could trade Tobias Harris, and you could trade for Derek Favors and OKC, and you could trade a draft pick to OKC to take on Tobias Harris. I could see that. You know, you could, you know, go out there and, you know, send uh, him to another team. I mean, the Celtics, in theory, if Tobias Harris is a little overpaid and they're not going after a star player this year, I mean, you could trade Al Horford to Sacramento and take on Tobias Harris and maybe trade away some second-round picks to facilitate this or something else. I mean, there's a whole host of ways they can do this, but if... You know, Philly's main goal is to get rid of Ben Simmons, but also they want to get rid of Tobias Harris. You know, there are a lot of teams that probably wouldn't be involved with both, but if there's a way to make it happen, there's a way to make it happen. And I think Sacramento, they're trying, and they've been a constant rumor, and we'll see what happens, but I think there's a chance that they could go and get um, the guy they want. And Ben Simmons could be in Sacramento at the trade deadline or this offseason.